The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester at 31st and Wolf Road. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant or a restaurant just for you and that special person at 11 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Go to info at gpitaliano.com, diamondghostcharters.com for the true salmon experience on Lake Michigan. Ren Lake Area Tourism at rendlake.com, a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. And by Daiwa, fishing reels, rods, and baits made of the highest quality and priced for everyone. Follow me and find contentment. Follow me to rippling streams. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors and happy Veterans Day in honor of all of our veterans out there. And I'm not just saying the veterans, the men, the women that have served our country. But you know what? It's their families because they've given up, too. So, You're part of our Veterans Day celebration, too. Thank you for being and supporting our veterans wherever they may be across the world, keeping us safe and enjoying the life we have today because you are helping us. Okay, let's talk about today's show. We're we're overbooked. I'm sorry. We're overbooked. (laughs) First of all, I want to thank everybody who's listened to us for 25 years on ESPN Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our sponsors, our listeners, they have done so much for us. Thank you. Waterworks, Iowa, uh, all the sports shows, um, Captain Tony, Diamond Ghost Charters. Thank you to all of them. But let's talk about today's show. On today's show, we have Phil Gutman with a special report from the Illinois Muskie Tournament Trail Championship. Then uh, Bruce Caruso from the Perch America will be talking about walleye stocking and what they're doing on Wolf Lake, or what they did on Wolf Lake. Not what they're doing, what they did on Wolf Lake this week. And then uh, later on in the show, we're going to have the conservation officer, Captain Mark Folden, who is from the southern zone in Illinois, and he's going to talk about the up-and-coming deer season. And then we'll round out the show with the Aiden Fishing Report, my grandson, and a few more things that we can fit into a five-pound can with seven pounds of stuff. (laughs) Now let's hear from the two-time winning Angler of the Year from the Illinois Muskie Tournament Trail, Mr. Phil Gutman. (laughs) Good morning, Sean. Hey, congratulations, by the way. That's why I wanted to make sure I got that up front. Uh, Second year in a row? Uh, Second out of of three years. Oh, excuse me, second out of three years. I mean, you know, Angler of the Year. Congratulations. But one of the things that... The uh, state championship, uh, we talked to you a few about a month or so ago, and you mentioned this, that the state championship is going to be down at Kincaid Lake. And uh, 
I wasn't at Kincaid. I was at Cedar. Had a great time. And but that tournament worked out well. Not as well as a lot of anglers would have hoped to, but it turned out pretty good, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we had our our 2022 state championship was done at Kincaid last year, and it was probably one of the few tournaments that I've ever fished in my entire career where every boat caught a registered registered muskie. I've never seen that happen. You know, even though we had. I think we had 12 or 13 boats, but every boat had at least one or more muskies for the tournament caught, and I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this year, Mother Nature threw the curveball at us, of course, with <laughs> the lake in pre, pre-turnover, or the lake was turning over in sections of the lake, mm-hmm. and the fish were, every, were scattered everywhere, and there was no consistency. And I believe there was two fish caught trolling and two fish were caught casting. So mm-hmm. I got mine casting. I think the first place team got theirs casting. Mm. Uh, but the other two fish, I believe, were caught trolling. But uh, I, I lost a pretty good-sized fish on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. I had hooks in it pretty good, I thought. And when she, when she jumped at the side of the boat, she cleared the water by uh, two feet, did a somersault, and the bait came flying back at me. But that's musky fishing. And I'm sure you said a few prayers. Uh, I had more than that. I was kind of, <laughs> I just kind of stood there for a few minutes and got my thoughts back together and started casting again. <laughs> but that was the only two fish, uh, my partner Ron and I, we, mm-hmm. that's the only two fish we encountered for three days. It, yep. it just, that that's just the way it was. I mean, yep. there were some couple teams got a couple fish pre-fishing and they didn't see anything in the tournament. So it yep. just. You know, the conditions, it was great weather. I mean, you know, 70 degrees in November is not good. I'd mm-hmm. rather see the cooler temperatures to keep those water temps coming down. But, you know, you, you fish, you have to go fish, no matter yeah. what the conditions are in, in a tournament event. So, yeah. your, your fishing partner is Ron Haynes, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie. Ron right. Haynes from uh, Carroll Stream. Carroll Stream, yeah. I mean, you know, you guys have been fishing many, many, many years together and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, second place is nothing to sneeze at. For The first place was Bob Hawk, Hawker. I want, I'm saying his name. Hawbacher. Hawbacher. Hawbacher and Kim Blair. Yeah, I mean, they, they won first place with a 40-inch, 40-and-a-quarter-inch muskie. You guys had second place. Third place went to uh, Ken Steele with a 34-inch. Uh, yeah, and there were some other ones. Big Fish of the Year was uh, Tanya... Tanner Boyke, I think it is? Tanner Boyle. Boyle, is it? Okay. Yeah, from, yeah he lives in Gibson City. Oh, yeah, right. 43.5 muskie. Uh, you know, the team of the year was him and uh, Bob Erziker, I'm pretty sure his name is. Yeah, Robert Unziker. Unziker. Uh, it was him. And so, I mean, it, was, it sounds like it was a great weekend of awards and fishing and stuff like that. And, of course, congratulations to you for Angler of the Year and winning second place championship. Yeah, thanks, Chauncey. You know, oh, by the way, uh, what kind of bait were you throwing when you caught that fish? It was actually, uh, I, I know I bought it, I bought a bait just on the spur of the moment. It was actually caught on a Livingston uh, Squeaky Pete. It's a new bait out by Livingston mm. that Pete Mena actually helped design. But I had it, I had it in a shad pattern, and you know, it's the ones that has the sound chamber inside of it. So when it's in the water, it activates that, and it's chirping. Mm. And then, believe it or not, you could hear it chirping just alongside the boat. So, mm. um, 
it's just something different. I mean, I I fished Kincaid for a number of years, and you know, kind of know what to throw down there for the most part. Yeah. But again, you know, lake conditions will always change things. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, for whatever reason, that's the fish I lost and the fish I caught were all on the same bait. And the funny thing, they were actually right across from each other. <laughs> The fish I lost was on the buttermilk point, and the fish I caught was on the island. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Pete Mania helped design it, that means there's holes on the side of it because he has holes in both legs of his pants all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, Phil. Pete's made some great baits in, in, the, in the history of muskie fishing. Yeah. Phil, if somebody wants to be part of a muskie club, what's their best way to the one become active with the one that you guys are in? Uh, yeah, I'm part of the Fox River Valley chapter. Um, we meet right now during 2023. We meet on the second Wednesday of every month, but in 2024, we're going to, sounds like we're going to be moving to the third Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. And we're out the uh, Schomburg Golf Club. But there's a lot of other chapters in the area. Uh, the best way to find one close to you is just go out to Muskie's Inc. and look for, you know, chapters in Illinois or in the Chicago area mm-hmm. and try to find one that's close by. Cool. Well, Phil, thanks much for coming on. And once again, I had a call to say congratulations to being once again in second time in three years. But that's a hey, getting it once, but getting it twice. That's even better. You know, angler of the year and and your second place finish uh, on the Illinois State Championship for 2023 at King Cleary. Yeah, Good job. Thanks again, Chauncey. Appreciate it. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only $14.95... Big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1 800 606 Fish. Know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live. Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For only $14.95, you get big issues of the best of the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847-838-2037. That's 847-838-2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! 
Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester has everything you love and more. Their new take-home meals from Paul's Market right there in the store where you can bring it home, heat it, and enjoy your choice of baked lasagna, eggplant, baked rigatoni with vodka sauce, sausage and basil sauce, and more. Or you can try one of Paul's new family meals that will feed four to six people hot ready for the table from eggplant parmesan, ricotta, gnocchi, chicken parmesan with sides, and a dessert you can't go wrong. And while you're at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, pick up a sandwich along with your take-home heat-and-eat meal for that true comfort food feeling. Place an order for pickup or delivery by phone to 708-531-9080 and tell them Chauncey sent you. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by Diamond Ghost Charters. Give them a call at 847-838-2037 and get ready to yell, Fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Let's hear from Bruce Caruso. You know, he just got back from doing something a whole lot of fun. and cel- He was putting the Christmas presents in Wolf Lake, even a, a whole month plus before the Christmas season. Bruce, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Chauncey? Um, you know, Bruce, I'm just having a good time. And uh, what specifically I'm talking about is an organization that you've been part of for many years. Um, and we're ta- what we're talking about is Perch America, right? Yes, we are. And Perch America. We're a local fish. I'm sorry. We're a local fishing organization based out of Hammond, Indiana, and we have members throughout Illinois and Indiana, and probably a couple in Michigan you don't know about, but <laughs> possibly. <laughs> but Bruce, the thing is, Perch America. People have seen you guys at sports shows and stuff, and they don't realize that you know. Yes, there's a bunch of fishing clubs around out there and do different things, and they you know have their monthly meetings and a guest speaker, and they do, but you guys take your club to the next step by saying, you know, we're not going to talk the talk. We're going to walk the walk and do the job and go fishing. <laughs> well, that's what Perch America has been about ever since in its existence since 1993 is we always believed in being part of the process of not only educating the public, but also trying to help out on any environmental issues, uh, you know, concerning degradation of habitat or uh, water qualities or exotic species, and uh, you know we're always still promoting fishing, and we just try to educate everybody, um, you know about you know the difficulties that you know our, our our waters are experiencing, especially in Northwest Indiana and Illinois here in the Southern Basin of Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly, and uh, and and some years were a little better, some years a little worse, but I mean you know you guys have been helping it to make it better from as you said, X, how many years again? Uh, well, Perch America has been in existence since 1993, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been doing this walleye soak stocking program over at Wolf Lake since 1998. Yeah, so from 1998, everybody, Bruce and the the merry men and women band of renown from Perch America have been throwing thousands and thousands now of walleye and we're not talking about little bitty fry we're talking about some walleye with a little bit more size to them 
into Wolf Lake here so they can grow easier, right? Yes. Well, we, we've been stocking for 25 years now. Well, this will be our 25th year of stocking. We actually have uh, been doing it for 26 years, but unfortunately in 2017 we weren't able to obtain the, uh, you know, the fish that we wanted. So this is actually going to be our 25th stocking in 26 years, mm-hmm. and we've been stocking 5- to 7-inch advanced growth walleye fingerlings um, for, for several reasons. One, just like you stated, that the bigger they are, the more of a chance they have as a survival rate because, right. of the, uh, because they're more of a predator. And um, we usually stock them later on in the year, like now, because, one, the water temperatures are cooler and there's a lot more oxygen and there's a lot less stress on the fish and we get a better survival rate with the fish. And plus, number two, it takes uh, this long for us to get these fish that are five to seven inches long because it takes a while for these fish to grow. Right, and that's, you know, to, for these fish to grow, you're, you know, whoever you're getting them from, whether it's a, a private, uh, you know, <clears throat> certified uh, fish uh, operation, fish hatchery, or it's the state of Indiana, or, or whoever, it takes a lot longer for those fish to grow, which means it costs more money, but your the rate of them surviving jumps up hu- hugely, you know, and that's the important yes, well- part. Uh, excuse me if I'm cutting you off. No, you're not cutting me off. I just I just want to explain that um, we, we, we've been working with one fish distributor in 24 to 25 years, and that's been Richmond Fisheries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's located in Illinois on a border on the northern border of Illinois between uh, the state of Illinois and Wisconsin, mm. and he's been our fish supplier uh, ever since. And like I said, with the exception of 2017, he's always been able to obtain the fish that we want, the size of the fingerlings that we want. Right. And uh, he's very concerned about when they come here, about them being healthy. And uh, we, we we get very, very few, maybe one or two. Uh, we see floaters coming up for the mortality rate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's they're, 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 they're very healthy when they come in. Yeah, which when it comes to a scale of that, that's nothing. That's nothing. Now, the and literally, when I said thousands, you, do you know, have an approximate of how many they're putting in? To, into Well, Wolf this, you know, each year the price of the fish keeps going up. And this year, last year we put in 2,200. So I'm imagining this year we're probably going to end up with about 2,005 to 7-inch fingerlings. Mm-hmm. And uh, through the 20 four years that we've done stock now we've we've stocked an estimated 120,000 uh advanced walleye fingerlings into right. wolf lake and it's, it's a very successful program actually i was out with tom bacula of the indiana dnr mm-hmm. uh back in uh a couple of times in october and we did a shocking and we shocked up uh, one night we shocked up 25 fish with the biggest fish being 27 inches oh, and oh, oh. For, well, it was a beautiful fish, and I mean, but there was other beautiful ones. There's, you know, fish that measure 23, mm-hmm. 22 and a half, you know, 19 and three quarter. And we even had smaller fish that were between 10 and 11 inches. And yeah. uh, Tom Bacula with the Indiana DNR even stated that them 10 and 11 inches are from last year's stocking. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's a very productive program. Um, when we go out and do the shocking, you'd be amazed on how many different Bait fish that are out there between gizzard shad, between the exotic white perch. Uh, they have another fish species out there called Brook Silverside, which it, it looks exactly like a shiner, but it's a different species than a shiner. Mm. And 
Um, it, like I said, the, the, the lake is just stocked with, uh, you know, stunted bluegills and, and yellow perch, and um, that's why the Indiana DNR is in favor of us continuing this stocking with the advanced growth wildlife mm-hmm. canoeings because they're keeping a lot of these smaller fish and these exotics in check by us adding another predator base to the lake because the lake does hold a lot of different other sport fish. It's main, the main basis of the lake is largemouth bass. But uh, during our shockings, we shocked up northerns. Uh, in the past, we shocked up some muskies, but I, we haven't shocked up none in the recent few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of different other species in there. There's white bass in there. You've got uh, perch. You've got you know your northern pike. You've got your bluegills. And uh, it, it's, it, 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 it's got a really good, healthy uh, fish population in it. If somebody wanted to uh, either... Well, a, become a member of Perch America, or B, said, hey, you know, I might want to help out with a, do- a donation to that uh, stocking program, you know, for next year. What's the best way for them to get a hold of some, to join and get a hold of somebody, Perch America? Well, what, what's happened is we used to have a website, and the cost of it just grew outrageous for us. It didn't even wasn't financially feasible for us to keep it. So we do have a Facebook page. It's a private Facebook page that you've got to ask to join. And all we ask is that you answer two questions, and they're pretty simple questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, as long as you be respectful and if you participate in uh, contributing to the page. And as long as they answer them, we usually let them on. Uh, I don't know. It, would it be all right if I gave my number out? Sure. My give name? your phone number out. Okay. Oh. Well, my name is Bruce Caruso. It's spelled C-A-R-U-S-O. Uh, my cell phone number is 219 219- Six seven zero six seven five four, and if you contact me, I can pretty much either get you an application. I can tell you if you want to come to our meetings, give you our meeting dates. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a member to come to our meetings. Uh, we hold our meetings once a month, every second Wednesday of the month, over at the Indiana Harbor Yacht Club, and that's actually located in the East Chicago Marina, which is right by the boat launch. Hi, Bruce. Well, I want to thank you for, first of all, doing the work you're doing with Perch America and and helping so much uh, Wolf Lake area, and also for just getting more people excited, men, women, kids, to get out and and enjoy the great outdoors right in their own backyard, right here in northwest Indiana and, and the, you know, northeast Illinois. Okay, Bruce? Well, you know what? That's what this program is all about because anybody can go out to the lake and enjoy fishing there. This isn't a private club. This isn't a private organization. <clears throat> anybody can go out to the lake and they can throw a rod and reel. And if you don't mind, I would actually like to give, you know, uh, compliments to, uh, you know, the people who made this, this, this program so successful for all these years. Uh, <clears throat> first, I'd like to thank the Hammond Port Authority. Uh, they've been a big donator for a number of years. The Hammond Parks Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization with the city of Hammond. Uh, Lake County Fish and Game Association, who's been donating for many years. The Calumet Harbor Sport Fisherman Club, also been donating for many years. The Whiting Robertsdale Boat Club has been donating for a number of years. Sleases Bait Shop and Lake Station. We even got a, a grant from a Gene B. Glick uh, Foundation. And then I, I, I don't want to forget about Tom Bacula with the Indiana DNR, Linnea Peterschiff with the Indiana DNR, and Dr. Jennifer Strauser with the Indiana Board of Animal Health. Because without all these people and all these organizations contributing either funds or their efforts, this wouldn't be the program that it is, and the integrity of the program wouldn't be what it is today. 
without the help from everybody that I just mentioned. That's exactly it. And once again, thank you to all of those people who've helped out. And you too heard how you can become a member of Perch America and even help out in stocking if you want to do that next year. And let's just keep this ball rolling. Bruce, thanks for coming on the show this morning. Oh, I appreciate you having me, Chauncey, and you have a great morning, okay? You too. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. We know the outdoors. Chauncey here. That's the sound you'll hear at the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Director's Hunt on November 27th and 28th at the Jim Edgar Panther Creek State Fish and Wildlife Area, just a little west of Springfield, Illinois. This two-day controlled pheasant and chucker hunt is an all-inclusive hunt that is great for all ages and skill levels with plenty of birds released. The director's hunt is priced at $425 for individuals or $1,500 for teams of four, which includes two hunts, meals, overnight lodging in a great hotel, plus a guide and dog if requested. Between the two days of hunting, there's a banquet dinner in downtown Springfield where we will have a live and silent auctions and great raffle prizes and more. So go online and sign up at ilconservation.org and come out and have fun supporting the Illinois Conservation Foundation and two days of upland bird hunting. I'm going, so should you. Waterworks Marine, the largest Lund and low dealer in the Midwest, has those 2024 boats you have been waiting for today. And they're powered by a Mercury outboard. These are the boats that people are talking about, and Waterworks Marine has the largest selection of anywhere in the country at a price you want and, once again, powered by a Mercury outboard. Waterworks also has a few 2023 Lund and Low boats with a Mercury outboard, but they are being sold at rock-bottom prices. But you still have time to enjoy your fun-certified Waterworks boat, whether it's fishing, a fall color ride, or a day with friends. Let your boat from Waterworks Marine make the day special. Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com. And stop in at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Chauncey here. A couple of weeks ago, I was really fortunate and held the new Tatula MQLT line of spinning reels that was just released by Daiwa. With new features like a one-piece monocoat frame, an air drive shaft so you don't feel any friction when you reel, add to that and more, the Tatula MQLT line of reels has a gear ratio from either like 5.8 to 6.2. So you can fish it as slow as you want or you can fish it as fast as you want. Stop in at your favorite tackle shop that carries the full line of Daiwa and hold that Tatula MQLT reel. Trust me, you won't leave the store without one. Hello everyone, Chauncey here, and I highly recommend the newest Italian family restaurant in the western suburbs is now open to rave reviews. It's called GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. This is a true family restaurant with a menu of the freshest ingredients with attention to detail and creativity. GP Italiano invites you to join them for dinner out with your friends or even that special person. Or how about dinner with your family with special pricing just for kids for homemade pastas and pizza for only $8. You can't go wrong with that. You'll come back twice a week because the kids will want to come back.
But with an appetizer, salad, homemade pastas, entrees, artisan, wood-fired pizzas, and more, oh, it is so good. Make your next dinner reservation or pick up to go at GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. Give them a call at 708-325-4590 and tell them Chauncey sent you. If you want to stay in the know on the latest outdoor news and information, go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors and like us and become one of the sportsmen in the know with Chauncey's Great Outdoors on Facebook. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information on advertising and sponsorships, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. That's chaunceymedia at aol.com. <laughs> This segment is being brought to you by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, where every boat sold is a fun certified boat. This is Kevin Van Dam, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, we're taking a little road down the road again. We're getting off a little exit. It's a little bit of heaven at exit 77, you know, on Interstate 57. <laughs> we're going to shoot over to the town area around Benton. And we're going to be talking with Mark Folden. Here's the captain in the southern zone of southern Illinois for the uh, Conservation Police. Mark, thanks for coming on the program this morning. Hey, no problem. Glad to be here. Hey, Mark, uh, we've talked a lot about southern Illinois, but uh, with different things, fishing, hunting, turkey, deer, etc., but really, I mean, it is such a magnificent place, and it's it's not that far from northern Illinois or Indiana. And, you know, I, I would imagine you draw from not just Illinois people, but from everywhere, don't you? Absolutely. There's hunters that come from southern Illinois from uh, nearly every state, and we encounter people regularly uh, from different countries. Yesterday I just had a call from some hunters. Uh, trying to get a windshield card for one of our state sites, and they were from Canada. So, yes, there's a lot of hunters that come down here to uh, to enjoy our resources. Right, let me get this back into perspective. In Canada, where they've got huge, <laughs> you know, white-tailed buck uh, with massive racks, are coming to southern Illinois in, you know, Hamilton County and other counties to do some deer hunting. Right? Yeah, that's correct. That that is correct. So what do we? Uh, co- you know, well, why are people complaining? We ain't got deer in Illinois. We got lots of them. It seems like. <laughs> well, uh, to my knowledge, there's only a couple places in the world that have bigger deer than Illinois, and I think Iowa and probably Saskatchewan, Canada, uh, whitetail deer. Mm-hmm. And the population of deer in southern Illinois, and specifically southeastern uh, Illinois, where I've spent my whole career, there's a lot. Of, of whitetail deer, and there's a lot of very good deer management and sportsmen that really take care of the resource, and there's just a lot of very large bucks. And uh, uh, we've seen an influx of non-resident hunters, you know, 
people from other countries, et cetera, uh, it's just really exploded over my career, and it just seems to be getting more and more each year. Uh, there's a lot of public ground available to them, and then there's also a bunch of uh, outfitters that, that uh, sometimes they book hunts through. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you just said an interesting thing, that um, it's, it's got a lot of uh, great deer population, et cetera. Um, the the county that's on the Illinois River, I'm going to say the wrong, I was going to say Fulton, but that's not Fulton County, uh, that was for years was always the big bucks, you know? Everybody talked about it. Uh, and, you know, here we are in, in southern Illinois, and while, yeah, you know, 90% of Illinois is privately owned farms and stuff like that, when when you roll down to Benton Harbor, Benton Benton Harbor, Benton, Illinois, <laughs> excuse me on that one, guys, uh, you know, Benton, Illinois, and going south, I mean, there is state land, there's federal land, and there's, I mean, there's huge tracks where, uh, you're able to hunt and, you know, whether, and, and a lot of times not see another hunter. Is that true? That's correct. There's thousands of acres of state land that you can access for the purpose of hunting. And there's over a hundred thousand acres of Shawnee national forest, federally owned land that hunters can, uh, can hunt on. And, uh, yes, there's all kinds of opportunities for public land, uh, in the Southern part of the state. Yeah. Now you're saying that, you know, what you've seen so far is looking good for the deer herd down in southern Illinois. Absolutely. I'm not a biologist, but, uh, you know, I live in a pretty rural area. There's lots of deer. Uh, within the last few days, we've noticed a lot of increased buck activity. We've had a full moon. It's cool. It's, mm-hmm. Actually, it's cold for southern Illinois, and uh, the deer are really moving. Some guys say the big bucks are still kind of uh, bedded up, but... Uh, just the last couple of days during the daylight hours, we've been seeing a lot of deer that I think that prior to that were nocturnal. And mm-hmm. there's there's just a lot of deer here. Yeah. And when I talk to people about, you know, because we are coming into the rut and uh, for the deer in Illinois and, and in other areas too. But I says, you know, and they said, what do you mean by the rut? And I go, well, uh, when a deer goes into the rut, it's like... Uh, you know, a bunch of young guys in downtown Chicago checking out the bar scene at night, you know, and it's getting about, you know, half hour to closing time, and they're like, Whoop, you know. <laughs> you know, they're getting a little excited, as they say, and that's what, you know, the deer are. They're, when they go in the rut, they, they have one thing they want to do, and that's they want to, you know, propagate. They want to, they need to mate. They need to spread their their gene pools so they're, you know, continuing on it's a thing of nature folks and that's what they want to do and that's why the deer when they go in the rut now when they're in rut they're acting pretty stupid at times aren't they that's absolutely correct (laughs) these big bucks got big from not putting themselves in compromised positions to where hunters could get them but uh, that's why hunters really come to southern illinois these first couple weeks in in november and then through our fire on deer seasons because that's the peak rut activity when you know most of the does are are in heat and mm-hmm. the bucks are following them and they, they uh, let down their guard, uh, similar to what you was talking about. And uh, that is the time that, you know, the hunters can fool them because those bucks just go nuts. Yeah, and be- uh, they come out where you can see them during the, during the daylight hours, during legal shooting time. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that period, that's definitely the time of year that attracts the most hunters. Oh, gosh, yes. Now, when, uh, you know, the deer herd, like I said, we're talking... You know, but you know, Ren Lake area south, everybody. Uh, and how many counties do you cover again? Well, I'm just 
just going to fly off the cuff here without looking at the map, but I think it's like yeah. 41 in the southern zone. Jeez. So, uh, <laughs> right around 40. We'll just say 40. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're talking with Mark Folden, the captain in the, for the southern zone of Illinois, and he's just got a really good feel uh, of what's going on down there, especially with deer season coming up literally around the corner. Well, archery already started, so there's a lot of activity going there, I would imagine. Um, what do you find are, are things, Mark, and uh, that people make a mistake uh, that you see as a conservation officer uh, when they're when they're deer hunting, you know, this time of the year into the deer into the firearm season from archery to firearm. Uh, we see a we see a variety of things down here, and and every year the activity really starts to peak around Halloween and carry through that first firearm season. And uh, you know, with the different regulations that we have now compared to the past, where people can use crossbows, anybody can use a crossbow compared to the past. Whenever you had to have a, a mm-hmm. special permit to use that crossbow during archery season, and then now this season will be the first season that people are allowed a uh, firearm season where people are will be allowed to use a. Uh, single shot rifles of certain calibers or you can look you can look on our website and see what those calibers are mm. too many to list but the i guess the biggest problem that we deal with is conservation police in the south zone here is when we get this influx of people from other areas and they start seeing these big bucks and i don't know if they get frustrated during the day uh, and where they don't get them close enough to uh to take with their archery device they start driving around and spotlighting them at night or using uh, thermal imagery from their vehicles. And we make a lot of cases on people shooting deer at night from a vehicle mm. uh, with rifles, even archery devices. And, you know, that, that's a really big deal for us because uh, that's not fair chase. That's definitely unfair for the animal. Yeah. And it's also unfair for the landowner who has watched that deer all summer long with his grandson on their food plot and on their trail cameras and hoping to get a chance to legally harvest that deer and then it possibly disappear from somebody who uh, unlawfully took that deer. So we try to deter that. We make a lot of big cases at night. Our officers are out at night. Uh, That's one of the most important things we do. But during the mistakes, uh, the common mistakes that we see during the legal hunting hours is, uh, you know, people not having the correct permits or not having any deer permits at all. Uh, or maybe coming from another state and they have a friend in Illinois that has a deer permit and they use their permit. Uh, every hunter has to have a deer permit issued to them in their name and a mm-hmm. hunting license and a habitat stamp, stamp prior to harvesting a deer. So, uh, And the limit for bucks in Illinois is two per hunter. Sometimes we see people that shoot a buck, and I don't know if they got buck fever, and maybe it's smaller than they thought when they actually retrieve it. We find them tagging them with their doe tags. And uh, we follow up on those type cases as well. Um, and then a lot of our regulations are based on safety. Like during firearm season, we have the requirement of wearing, you know, solid blaze orange vest and mm-hmm. solid blaze orange hat. And, uh, you know, it's, when you're a, a hunter and you don't have that on and the conservation police officer comes out there and writes you a ticket for not having that on, it seems kind of uh, harsh to get a $195 ticket for, for that. But you got to remember that there could be somebody trespassing or somebody that's just not a safe hunter that doesn't know that they're out there if they don't have that orange. So we definitely strictly enforce our safety regulations, such as the blazed orange, and, you know, make sure we take care of, of that type of stuff in the field. Uh, mm-hmm. 
the hunters are required to check in their deer by 10 p.m., you know, uh, the day of harvest. So if you shot and, and retrieved your deer this morning, you got to put your tag on that deer immediately, immediately upon harvesting it before you remove it from the field. Uh, oftentimes our officers will be coming down a, a rural old road and observe hunters loading a deer up in the back of a pickup truck that doesn't have a tag on it. <laughs> and their actions immediately change when they see our officers. You can see them digging, digging in their pockets, and they knew that tag should have been on there, and they try to get it on. But, you know, from, from our viewpoint, it looks like that hunter was possibly going to take that deer home, never use that tag on that deer. Mm-hmm. So we definitely want to encourage the, the lawful take, the tagging of a deer, the reporting of harvest. And uh, it's not just about the deer, but it's to make it fair for the hunters that are trying to manage this herd. Mm-hmm. and do things the right way uh the people that do it unlawfully are, are taking care are taking advantage of both the lawful sportsmen and, and the deer and yeah that's cool. i like to think we're kind of this we're kind of the voice for the deer mm-hmm. it's, well uh, the deer king you are the, you're, you're the, the voice king. for you're the voice for the deer but you're you're the voice for all of the of the environment and and our future for the kids, you said the grandkids. My, you know, I want my grandkids to go chase pheasant and deer and squirrel and stuff like that. And if somebody's over harvesting or not doing playing by the rules, and the rules are not there to make you know for you to drive people crazy, the rules are there to keep you safe and to help work properly biologically work the animal population throughout the state of Illinois, uh, which is important. The other thing, too, is, you know, a conservation officer, I know they, they're they almost as good as a deer because you could look to the left and not see him. You could look to the left again and not see him. You looked a third time and he's standing there. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, hi. And, you know, all you have to do, they're, they're not there to be, to be mean or anything. They're just like, how you doing, guys? Just here to check licenses. Don't want to disturb your hunt. And and you guys have done so many things. I've watched uh, conservation officers take their time or wait for somebody to come out of the field so you don't disturb on. And you just say, can I see your licenses? And and you just listen to them. If they say, you know, please unload the gun and leave the thing open. They're just being safe for you and for them because they want to go home to their family just like you want to go home to your family too. So just listen to what they ask you to do and everybody will be happy. And if you're doing something wrong, more often than not, it's going to be an educational experience unless you're really blatantly breaking a law. <laughs> I hope I said that okay. Absolutely. That, that is correct. Uh, our officers, I don't think people realize it, but they are, our officers are probably the most passionate law enforcement officers in the, in the United States. You know, maybe other game wardens in other states are just as passionate, but this is a different type of law enforcement. And I just spoke to one of our officers this morning. And uh, the, the thing that makes it special for us is if you want to become a conservation police officer, or as a lot of us, a lot of folks call us down in the South Game Wardens, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a passionate. It's a passion. Everybody is passionate about their job because when we're not working, we're hunting or we're fishing. And we're, we are people of the community also. We go to Ducks Unlimited banquets, Whitetail banquets, mm-hmm. Turkey banquets, all of that. Mm-hmm. And to... It is almost an honor to be a conservation police officer to be able to protect what we love, you know, keep the animals safe and protect the resource for the, the, the future generations. And our our officers just, I mean, they're passionate about this time of the year. It's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They want to go out there and, and keep people safe and keep people within the regulations. And uh, it's it's just a great career. It is. So, uh, and we strive for professionalism, too. So I don't think... 
it's very rare that we get a complaint on our officers uh, for being unprofessional. And so I would like to say that they are the most professional officers, uh, you know, anywhere. Right. And if anybody's in high school wondering what they want to do down the road in their life or their career, go on the Illinois, uh, you know, website for Conservation Police and, you know, have a nice read and it'll tell you what you need to do and what you need to look at and stuff like that. And you too could be a, you know, a Captain Folden uh, down in uh, Southern Illinois, you know, taking care of 41 counties along with a bunch of other officers and uh, making it better for the future of uh, not just, you know, today, but for the future of tomorrow and the next day. <sighs> Captain Mark, I want to thank you for coming on the program this morning. Hey, no problem at all. Glad to be here. All right. That's Captain Mark Folden. He's in southern zone of Illinois. He covers about 40 counties. Keeping the great outdoors. Just that, the great outdoors for all of us. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Chauncey here. That's the sound you'll hear at the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Director's Hunt on November 27th and 28th at the Jim Edgar Panther Creek State Fish and Wildlife Area, just a little west of Springfield, Illinois. This two-day controlled pheasant and chucker hunt is an all-inclusive hunt that is great for all ages and skill levels with plenty of birds released. The Director's Hunt is priced at $425 for individuals or $1,500 for teams of four which includes two hunts, meals, overnight lodging in a great hotel, plus a guide and dog if requested. Between the two days of hunting, there's a banquet dinner in downtown Springfield where we will have a live and silent auctions and great raffle prizes and more. So go online and sign up at ilconservation.org and come out and have fun supporting the Illinois Conservation Foundation and two days of upland bird hunting. I'm going, so should you! Waterworks Marine, the largest Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, has those 2024 boats you have been waiting for today. And they're powered by a Mercury outboard. These are the boats that people are talking about, and Waterworks Marine has the largest selection of anywhere in the country at a price you want and, once again, powered by a Mercury outboard. Waterworks also has a few 2023 Lund and Low boats with a Mercury outboard, but they are being sold at rock-bottom prices. But you still have time to enjoy your fun-certified Waterworks boat, whether it's fishing, a fall color ride, or a day with friends. Let your boat from Waterworks Marine make the day special. Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com and stop in at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Chauncey here. A couple of weeks ago, I was really fortunate and held the new Tatula MQLT line of spinning reels that was just released by Daiwa. With new features like a one-piece monocoat frame, an air drive shaft so you don't feel any friction when you reel, add to that and more, the Tatula MQLT line of reels has a gear ratio from either like 5.8 to 6.2. So you can fish it as slow as you want or you can fish it as fast as you want. Stop in at your favorite tackle shop that carries the full line of Daiwa and hold that Tatula MQLT reel. Trust me, you won't leave the store without one. 
plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Johnson's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one Lund and Low dealer in the Midwest, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester at 31st and Wolf Road. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant or a restaurant just for you and that special person at 11 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. Go to info at gpitaliano.com, diamondghostcharters.com for the true salmon experience on Lake Michigan. Ren Lake Area Tourism at rendlake.com, a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. And by Daiwa, fishing reels, rods, and baits made of the highest quality and priced for everyone. It was a name to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Everybody, welcome Everybody, back welcome to back. Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you enjoyed today. I had a good time. You know, we talked a little perch, not perch, we talked walleye. We talked a little bit of uh, musky fishing with Phil Gutman. And uh, we also talked about deer hunting with the uh, captain. Uh, it was just so much fun today. I can't tell you. I mean, it, can't, it was like, I can't believe we fit that much into the Tay Show. It really is. But let's get into some uh, outdoor news because I know you want to hear about it, everybody. A little outdoor news reporting. So, Let's talk. Madison, Wisconsin, Wisconsin DNR, is encouraging the public to report any black bear den locations while they're out deer hunting, pheasant hunting, quail hunting, whatever they're hunting for. Um, or, you know, we're just walking in the woods. Uh, but Wisconsin wants to help with this ongoing study of black bear reproduction uh, in the state. And while you're out and about and you happen to run across a den, that doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, go and knock on the den and make noise and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. What you do is if you find a den by accident, get the GPS coordinates for the area. Take a couple of photos with your phone. Everybody's got a phone nowadays that does that. And uh, stay a safe distance. 30 yards is good. I, I like 30 yards. No problem with that. Uh, description of the site and stuff like that. Any other information, uh, other bear activity you may have seen. And then you could go to the Wisconsin DNR online site and fill out a little form, and it tells you can tell them everything about the area. This is what they want to learn so they can bring more of the great outdoors uh, to help continue the population of growing uh, bear, black bears in the state of Wisconsin. And while we're talking about bears, 
if you're hunting in Michigan or walking through the woods, et cetera, like I just said for Wisconsin, the Michigan Upper Peninsula, if you see a, a bear den, get the coordinates and stuff like that, and you can call Cody Norton at 906-202-3023. This is from Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Same thing about the bear dens. Lower Peninsula, call Mark Borson at 989-275-5151. And give him a call and tell him where you found these, uh, you know, the bear dens. They really need to get this information so they can teach the great outdoors to more people. Yeah, that's how it goes. Indiana. All veterans and active duty military personnel and everyone in their vehicle will be admitted free to DNR state parks, reservoir properties, state forest recreation areas, off-road state recreation areas today, Veterans Day. It's a little gift to the veterans and their family. Please, please, please remember that. Okay, now... Fishing reports. We got our grandson Aiden. Uh, this report is being sponsored by our friends at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708 798 9700. That's right. Check it out. Check it out. Papa, it's getting cold. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, Dad, Sis, and I took a ride to the Muskegon Channel and we saw a few anglers catching some whitefish while jigging up and down their little bitty lures. They said the smaller the jig, the jigging spoon, the smaller the jigging spoon, sorry, uh, was better. And while we were there, we talked to a couple of guys that came back from the Muskegon River and said things were slow there, so they wanted to try to see if they can get any at the channel. In Whitehall, we took a little ride up the road, and anglers were also jigging in the channel for those whitefish, with small glow jigging spoons, the only thing that we saw them using. They only had a few fish, so we took a ride to the Grand River by our house, and anglers reported steelhead fishing was slow, and they did see a few fish, but they were no size to them. Hmm. Maybe next week there'll be more fish. Looking forward to talking to you. Have fun. Your grandson, hockey player, and reporter, oh, he's got added reporter this week, grandson hockey player and reporter Aiden. And once again, the Aiden Fisher Report is brought to you by, and I read this cold, so I have no idea what he's saying. With Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Uh, if you're looking to purchase the uh, fishing pass, couldn't get that out. The fishing pass for Navy Pier uh, for that early morning, you know, go out there to catch a little few perchies and stuff like that. Yep, 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 yep. Um, you can go to NavyPier.org, plan-your-visit, and you can get buy, a per you buy it online. You don't have to go running around looking for somebody. It's easier to do it this way. One, two, three. <clears throat> but remember, you got to be there early, and you got to leave before 10. That's important. Otherwise, that ticket price goes way up, way up. Okay, let's get some fishing reports in here. First of all, a lot of inland lakes have bluegill and crappie action doing quite well. Uh, some of the lakes said they were better early in the morning, right after sunup, and some of them midday when that sun heats that shallows up. That's going to be the good time to try. Uh, I would stay with small jigs, small activity. You're going to see that action doing quite well. My good buddy, Mr. Timmy, up on the chain of lakes, said that bluegill and perch are doing pretty damn good. That's exactly how he said it. Pretty damn good on uh, channel and a couple other lakes, but stay shallow. Work the southern shorelines. 
I would have tried northern, Timmy. Uh, but he says, try the southern shoreline and then go to the northern shoreline until you find them. Small jigs, small baits, ice fishing jigs, ice fishing floats, uh, small, small, small fill bobbers have seemed to have been the, the key to get them. Uh, even a small Aberdeen hook will get them. On Marie, they've caught white bass, drum, channel, catfish. Those are good signs. Uh, walleye, a little bit deeper water, and they're using uh, wraps. And he said that they were using a blade bait, but I wish he told me which blade bait he was using. <laughs> uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, also, we're seeing some uh, decent action for walleye on Marie and Channel Lake. Those are good things. Uh, our friend Jamie was fishing the Kankakee River, and he said, Chance, I did pretty good fishing for some smallmouth bass, and I caught a couple of walleye. I went back down there to get a few more smallies, and all I did was bring home dinner of walleye. <laughs> Jamie, what's the problem? That's a good thing to bring home. Okay, so he brought some, I guess he caught enough for dinner. And he said uh, he was using some, you know, deeper crankbaits and looking for anything that was above six-foot holes. He said if you were anything over six-foot deep, he said that's where you're probably going to find some of those fish hanging out. Uh, once again, don't forget, snagging is only being allowed uh, for salmon in Lake Michigan shoreline in areas until December 31st. Lincoln Park Lagoon, Fullerton Avenue Bridge to the southern end of the lagoon, Waukegan Harbor, Northern Basin, uh, Winnetka Power Plant, Jackson Harbor, inner and, har inner and Outer Harbors are the only places that you're really allowed to go uh, snag on the Chicagoland Lakefront. Those are very, very important. So let's, let's keep that in mind, okay? We got that, we got that, we got that, we got that. Once again, if you want to prepay for that discount price for Fishing Navy Pier, uh, go to the, uh, my Facebook page at Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and you'll see the link to there. And I got that. I'm just, I also want to say thank you to all the veterans again. This is our Veterans Day show. I want to say thank you for everything you've done today, tomorrow, and in the future. Oh, the flute is playing. That means we're coming to the end of the show. And I like to leave you with a Native American proverb. And this one comes from Peaceful Warrior. And it says... A warrior does not give up what he loves. He finds the love in what he or she does. A warrior does not give up on what he or she loves. He or she finds the love in what they do. How very, very, very true. Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the bluegills are catching, the geese are shooting, the ducks are trying to chase, the pheasants were hunting, we're borrowing it all. From our children's children's children. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And once again, thank you, vets.